One more short to drop in here on one of my podcasting as a... I'm doing a bit of the crop of shows that are going to be running through right before the holiday. So I wanted to drop this into you and also want to make sure to go ahead and wish you, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year and all that kind of stuff. If you haven't heard this by this point, because I'm sure when you hear these episodes, you might catch it a little bit later because you're like, oh, I'll binge a handful of these because they're kind of short and easy like that. Anyways, let's move into another subject, more in the dating, more in relationships. It's that time of year, you know? You start asking yourself, why am I in this part, you know, fear of missing out during the holidays and of who I'm with and who I'm not with, things like that. So here we're going to talk about it. And the New Yorker, of all places, decided to put a story out about the question we stop asking about teenagers and social media. So we're going to talk with the younger kids out there. So there was a story that came out in the Wall Street Journal back in mid-September, an expose titled, Facebook Knows Instagram is Toxic for Teen Girls, Company Documents Show. The article revealed that Facebook had identified disturbing information about the impact of the Instagram service on young users. In an internal company presentation linked to the paper by an anonymous whistleblower, they said that 32% of teen girls said that when they felt bad about their bodies, Instagram, Instagram made them feel worse. And then another slide would talk about and say, teens blame Instagram for increases in the rate of anxiety and depression. And the reaction was impromptu and consistent all across all groups. So the story comes out and now it starts getting all the start. Everything starts coming on. You know, it was going to be an Instagram kid service that we're going to put out for those that are 13 and they stopped it. <laughs> Interesting. Anyway, the corporate responses were not enough to stem criticism. We already know all what's going on with that. And in the story, they're talking about Facebook and across the board and bringing this point. And one of the people they talked to in this story, when I get past all the crap in the first couple of paragraphs, is a social psychologist named Jonathan Hyde. And when asked about this, he says, connecting directly with friends is great. Texting, Zoom, FaceTime, Snapchat are not so bad. But it's platforms that are specifically engineered to keep the child's eyes glued to the screen for as long as possible and a never-ending stream of social comparison and validation seeking from strangers. Well, that's also social media. That's what online dating has been like that too, by the way. And platforms see the user as the product, not the consumer. How do we ever let Instagram and TikTok become a large part of the lives of so many 11-year-olds? Was asked by this, uh, this uh, psychologist. Now, this article, they try to answer this question, just to give you the heads up. And when they spoke with several teens, many teens that were spoken with about this story, they confirmed a similar unease. If they feel, quote, unhappy and can express that unhappiness, even that alone suggests the problems worth are worth taking seriously. And they would add on to say that issues like this are not necessarily easy to solve, there's an expression of worry, for example, about the difficulty of trying for to move a teenager away from social media if most of their peers are using these platforms to organize their social lives. Well, peer pressure is stupid, but what used to be back in the day was that we would go through peer pressure head on, and then we would go ahead and find out which path we would take in life. Do we succumb to the instant gratification of being popular, or do we take that lack of popularity amongst this smaller group and realize it's not so important and say to ourselves there's something bigger and better for us than what's going on in high school and then we break to the facade and we realize you know when we get to college oh shit maybe 
whatever was going on in high school was such a bunch of bullshit. And that's what it comes down to. So there's that part. Now, social media influencers and men who have dated them. Story I want to bring into right here from BuzzFeed. They're asking how different the relationships were and what they learned from them. So female social media influencers and the men they dated. So they go through and talk. One Reddit user talked about asking three people who identify as male to share their experiences dating influencers. One comes up and says, quote, I dated a girl who was on the come up while we were seeing each other. She has millions of Instagram followers now. She was absolutely stunning in real life. But that said, many of her pictures heavily exaggerated her proportions, her face, makeup, filters, etc. to make her a standard of beauty that was unattainable. I've actually seen a couple of influencers, even here in South Florida, in person, which I never spoke to, but I could recognize them pretty easily. And yeah, you could tell. Might be a little bit shorter, a little bit still pretty, still beautiful, charismatic, everything like that. But you could tell there's something to be said about how to know exactly how to go ahead and position the camera to make it look right. And that's really what it comes down to. Now, this same reddit user talked about everything he learned from dating this female influencer for a year first that shit is a full-time job you need to post often getting the perfect pic takes time you the man around will be the cameraman for most of these photos and it can be annoying yeah so you're the worker <laughs> behind the scenes she made six figures when we were dating and i su suspect that she makes more now i got used to being a pseudo vip at a lot of clubs just because she was there a lot of guys get weird about it Speaking of guys, this goes for all women, not just Instagram influencers. You get to see how rapey, creepy a lot of men can be. I frequently had to bail her out of uncomfortable situations as she would frequently get cornered at clubs, grab that, have guys make impromptu proposals. You really get to see why women have their guards up so often as many men do not take for no for an answer. So if you're the jealous type, it's not going to work. Okay, that makes sense. It's kind of the idea what a porn star goes through. And through some of the interviews I got to do working in the adult entertainment industry for Why Not Radio, I got to speak uh, to a couple of guys that were very much entrenched with women that were extremely popular in the same kind of vein we'd have today. So there was Jay Gardenia who was dating, or I don't know if she was he was married or how uh, much of a relationship they had with Jenna Jameson, one of the biggest porn stars. And Jay Gardenia, you could just tell the guy was just so grounded, so cool, so relaxed, chill. Same way I got to meet Evan Seinfeld who was dating... I don't know if it was dating or married to Tara Patrick. Also, huge. The thing is, is that you do have to realize that, yeah, you're sharing this young, beautiful girl that's so popular like a celebrity with the rest of the world. And the fact that she's getting that popular, you shouldn't be the one that's protecting her if they're going out. She should, If she's going to be like that kind of a celebrity, that means you need bodyguards. You just do. And that shouldn't be you. And the fact that she gets that popular, well, that's because she becomes that kind of a popularity, popular person. So that's what's going to happen. And, and, you know, this reason is that there are some guys that are going to take the wrong steps. And there have to be people there that are able to go ahead and knock that in the butt pretty quick. So there's that. Another person talked about dating a smaller influencer at 35,000 followers. Followers, excuse me. She was pretty and like fitness. And there were a few downsides. Number one, everything needed to be recorded. Every small thing I did was shared with the whole internet, which sucks and gets old real fast. Number two, she's a person online, different person online than offline because friends didn't often understand why I kept dating her until they met her in person. 
Three, people harass the shit out of you. Countless losers insult, attack you with stuff like, I'm stronger than you. I lift more, blah, blah, blah. Buddy, of course you're stronger than me. I don't go to the gym for fun. I like sporting outside, and that's it. She doesn't date me because I'm hot. Four, she was insecure about a lot of things. And used social media to boost her confidence, which is great, but she depended too much on it. I really thought I was going to marry her, but it was horrible to see how much she needed all the compliments of strangers to feel good about herself. Five, it takes a lot of time. I swear every day was two to three hours of managing and making content. There's many more we can go through this, but you get the gist of it. And so if you're going to put yourself out there and say to recognize the women that want this kind of validation, this kind of popularity, want to be influencers, they want the social media validation. You know, this is a problem we come through. So the thing is that you need to realize that if you're going to date somebody that is, you know, to another level beautiful in, in many guys' eyes, then what you got to do is, you know, you want to be able to date her without having her go through all of that. And then maybe that you can find some other way to make yourself an influencer without all the other stuff that comes with it. Because for you to be the assisting and supporting the influence supporting her career that's one thing if she's modeling if she's working in some kind of career but doing this all on her own this entrepreneurial effort and not equally enjoying the splendor of it it actually works great if you're both into it and it makes more sense because you're both for the same reason plus celebrity status not everybody's going to be able to handle very well and also you're talking about young women that don't know what's going on and didn't realize the kind of stuff that can happen and how vulnerable they can be it's like a teen pop star like imagine that i mean that's exactly what it is i'm gonna leave it there thanks for listening in and i'll talk to you next time